Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host, he's a psycho killer, Keste Kesist, it's Micah. Is that the psycho killer song? Uh-huh. What was the second part of that that you just said? Keste Kesist. Yeah. What is that? It's French for what is this? <coughs> is that in the song? Uh-huh. Oh. Psycho killer. Kiss the chaos. I mean, I just figure that that's me not understanding the lyrics. Yeah, no, because it's, it's French. It is you not understanding. It's French. Yeah, but like... I always thought it was Spanish, honestly. I didn't... I couldn't have... I wouldn't have even been able to tell you that it was a different <laughs> language. Like, completely <laughs> oblivious to all of that. It's like... So there's uh, the song by Linkin Park, Crawling. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the lyrics are crawling in my skin. These wounds, they will not heal. Fear is how I fall. Yeah. Consuming what is real. Yeah. But the not heal never understood that that was what he was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't sound like those words to me. Yeah. No, I think we all have those songs where like it comes on, you love it and you mm-hmm. sing it, but then it gets to that part and you're like, yeah. <laughs> these wounds, they will never fear is out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's like 90% of Volbeat songs for me. <laughs> she buys me diamond rings and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh man. So I got to tell you. Okay. Uh, I've been getting into something lately. Okay. Mm I guess it's a little bit of a recommend. It's not really like a recommendation of something to watch. Just a fun thing to do. If it's witchcraft, I'm not doing it. No. For. Okay. I've been getting into shoplifting. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, just minor shoplifting. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So, let me, so it's just the supermarket. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just the supermarket. So I found... Okay, so I you I get one of the little because I'm never getting that much stuff. It's just me, Kendra, and Dean. And he's a baby; he just you know drinks milk. Sure. So I always like we never need a ton of groceries. I use a little half one of the little half shopping carts. Okay. And they have like a little shelf on the back. Mm-hmm. So the first time I did this, it was on accident. I just put my milk back there because it's a great place for milk. Sure. I use the self checkout, and I just fully forgot about it. And then I got out to my car. I'm loading it in, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to pay for this milk. Oh, well, no big deal. Yeah. But now I just started doing that every time I go to the grocery store. <laughs> like I put, I'll put stuff back there. Jeez. And then, and cause you, here's, you're this, a rascal. Cause, well, cause here's the thing is like, I'm always, pre- I'm prepared to pay for it. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Yeah. But like nobody, like they just, nobody ever even notices. Or if they do, they don't say anything. Cause like the people at the self checkout, they're dead behind the eyes. Yeah. They're like, they're mm-hmm. not paying. They don't give a shit. Yep. They're just waiting for one of those lights to blink on that you need help. Well, I'm a fucking expert at the self checkout though. They've just I got, ain't. it's because they've got war flashbacks. There's like, there used to be 50 of us. Yeah. Now it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm an expert at the self check. Dude, there's nothing that bugs me more than somebody at the self checkout who doesn't get how it works. It's like, where yeah. have you been the last 10 years? Figure it out. Figure it out. In any case. So old timer, like I said, so I've just started like putting stuff like every time I go to the grocery store, I just put stuff on that shelf. <laughs> and and I'm just like I said, right I'm in. always prepared. If somebody calls me on. I'll be like, oh, I just forgot. Yeah. And like, here's the thing is I'm not doing it because like I can't afford to buy a couple extra groceries. 
I'm not doing it because I'm like, fuck the grocery stores. They're, they have plenty of money. Like, Down no, with the man. It, like, I don't ethically think it's okay. Sure. Or anything like that. But honestly, it's just a rush. You're a bit, you're a bit, <laughs> you, you have a complicated soul, Thor. <laughs> like, honestly, it's, it's really every time, like, it just, I get a little, I just get a little rush and I feel alive. <laughs> I'm not sure what it says about me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think that it just means that you're human. That's, yeah. that's it. That's all it means. But yeah, I gotta, t- dude, just try it once or twice. Just leave a couple things in your cart at the self-checkout. And, yeah, and just And just pretend see. like, yeah. And like, if somebody calls you out, oh, I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Yeah. But you get away with it. It's a nice, it's a nice little boost. You yeah. walk a little lighter in your step. Like, yeah, <laughs> I accomplished something today. How do you feel about the stores that have the self-checkout and then they have a receipt checker at the at the door. I've never seen that. Oh, it's Maybe like Walmart. Maybe? It's usually at like Walmart. Okay, yeah. That yeah. type of thing where, where no, they just, it makes sense because there's people like me yeah, who are that, not scanning all their stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, everybody should have that. Yeah. If you're going to have a self checkout. I get it. Saves you all like a lot in labor costs. Sure. Have somebody check in receipts. <laughs> yeah. See, I've seen a lot of people complain about those, those positions, because mm-hmm. they're like, look, if you're not going to pay somebody to ring out my groceries or ring out my whatever, then that means that you need to trust me enough to pay what I'm or to that I am paying for what I'm. Yeah, getting. no, I totally get that. Because yeah. I've heard this argument, too, is like, here's the thing. If I'm doing self-checkout, I am now basically paying you. Yeah. To do a job mm-hmm. that used to be somebody's job. Yeah. But so anybody who's like, fuck self-checkers. I totally get it. I'm on board. Sure. And honestly, you know what? Honestly, that's my payment. That's there what, you go. what I'm doing. Yep. I found a moral loophole. You're getting paid a half <laughs> gallon of milk. Yeah, exactly. That's how I'm getting paid for doing your job of bagging my groceries. You lazy bastards. Um, how about, how about, can we just talk about. So yeah, quick rec, shoplifting. It's the best. Okay. Yeah. I'll. Uh, just within reason. And, you know. So like. Yeah, what's be prepared within, that your favorite grocery store, if you get caught, I don't know, maybe you won't be allowed back. I don't know what. Let's happen. be real. I don't have a favorite grocery store, so if if the most I, convenient grocery store, I guess that's true. So I'll shoplift at the least convenient grocery store first. Yeah, see if it's for me. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. it's it's a nice little dip my boost. toes in the water. <laughs> it's a nice little if boost. you will. Yeah, yeah. So so what's the reasonable ending point? Like, is a gallon of milk okay? Is that is that pushing it? I dude, I haven't paid for milk in in months. Okay, all right. <laughs> and it's always a gallon. The look that you gave me, you're like, I just told you, Micah. No, I think milk, and you can get like one other item back there that's okay. acceptable. So like milk and a Reese's Pieces bar. Sure, yeah. I don't think that's a thing. A Reese's peanut butter cup. I don't think a Reese's Pieces bar exists. I'm sure it does, but yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. So something like that would be all right. But if we if we venture into um, uh, like the baked cookies from the bakery, is that do they fit on the shelf? That's a good that question. Back shelf, because like I said, Micah, here's the thing: you have to be prepared to pay for. It. Like it's all things that I would just pay for. Sure. So if you're going to use my method, you got to be prepared. It's something that you would be willing to pay for. Okay. So if you were going to get cookies anyway, sure. If they fit on that shelf, okay. you just, cause here's the thing. You just forgot you were in a rush. You right. forgot to look at the bottom of your cart. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you get real indignant if somebody does call you out on Nobody it? Nobody has called me out yet. No, but that's not what I'm saying is in this hypothetical situation, let's say that somebody does call you out. Oh, no, I would be very apologetic and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was just mm. in a rush. I'll go back. Let me get them now. Thank you. Thank you for letting. I would thank them. Sure. Be like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Gotcha. Yeah. Not to raise suspicion. Exactly. What, yeah. what if they're like, what if they're like, sir, we've we've got you on camera stealing 20 gallons of milk over the last three months of time. I mean, not three months. That'd be a lot. Of Honestly, at this months, point but. in my life, I wouldn't be that worried with like a that criminal, like a shoplifting charge on my right because they're not going to put me in jail. Right. So like I would have to pay a fine in court and that would suck. But sure. like, you'll be not, all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be like, all right. I, I could deal. I could deal with a shoplifting charge at this point in my life. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, what if you did? What if you did get booked though? You're like, dude, dude, I I stole twenty gallons of milk over a year. That's what I did. And I would still use it. I just forget every time. I'm just always in such a rush. Yep. Maybe the voices in your head are telling you to do it. I think I'm pretty polite. I think I could get away with it. Oh, you could absolutely get away with it. Are you kidding? What one thing that I tell uh, my students, if they if they learn nothing from me, <laughs> is that when right? they get caught shoplifting, just to just feign ignorance. <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> no, I tell them that if you act like you know what you're doing, then nobody's going to question if you know Dude, what you're doing. Exactly. All right. So, and I tell that to all of them. Like that's the way that the world works. You think people know what they're doing? They don't know what they're doing. They they're do just not. hoping that you don't call them out on it. <laughs> exactly. All right. That's 90% of life, folks. So, anyway. Who? yeah. Maybe we should... Yeah, let's get into the voices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get into some uh, heavier crimes, I guess. Hey, folks. Make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or, if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep. I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Alrighty, Micah. So today we are discussing The Voices, a 2014 comedy, horror, romantic film. And it's kind of tough to categorize this thing. Um, small film uh, starring Ryan Reynolds as Jerry. Uh, Jerry Hickfang. The last main character we talked about was in the also, last Jerry. was also yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Hickfang uh, struggles with schizophrenia. He's working at a place where they make like toilets and bathtubs. Yeah. And he has a crush on the girl who works in accounting. And then he ends up having a crush on a different girl who works in accounting and kind of falling in love. It's a really sweet story. It sure is. Except for the fact that his animals, his pets talk to him and he ends up murdering a few people. He, yep. He very clearly does. He's very unwell. Yeah. He's very unwell in this movie. So, Micah, right out of the gates, what first thoughts on this film? Oh, man. I got to be honest with you, Thor. I, c- 
kind of enjoyed this film. <laughs> Dude, it's I kind cool, of enjoyed right? this film. It's definitely dark. All right, it's got dark comedy through and through. Yeah, but this is a perfect role for Ryan Reynolds because it just lets him do Ryan Reynolds things. Dude, I love him so much in this. I think it's actually a pretty. I think I feel like it's a big departure from like other stuff he's done. He's he's. He's got the Ryan Reynolds charm in this, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the witty sass that he normally does because no. his character's very, very disturbed. Yeah. He always plays very confident characters, very like arrogant almost characters. Yeah. I think that's what he plays best. Yeah. In this, he's like a dork who's unsure of himself. Yeah. Which, and part of it is kind of like, he's fucking gorgeous, so it's like, it's tough to believe that he could be like that because sure. the world just likes beautiful people better. Uh, yeah. But in any case, he's mentally ill. And so he, like I said, it's just a good character for him. That's yeah. I do think it's a good character. I, for him. That's one of the things I really like about this movie and why I recommended it. Cause like Ryan Reynolds is one of those guys. He's always kind of this archetype of like an arrogant or at least very confident, cocky, handsome guy. Yeah. And this is like a big departure for him. He's like playing a weird, awkward guy. Yeah, he he definitely is. He he seems oblivious to everything that he's not uh, focusing his attention on or focusing his like he's very one track minded. Yeah. In this like at the beginning, he's all about this girl named Fiona and he's just completely oblivious to the rest of the world, uh, especially Anna Kendrick's character, who's played who's named Lisa. And because she right off the bat has the hots for him and he's just doesn't see it. Yeah. yeah. He's just like no self-awareness. He's just like, oh, hi, Lisa. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Fiona, what's up? Yeah. And she, of course, couldn't give him the time of day. Right. Yeah. That's because she's like the, she's the office bombshell. She's the hottie and she's got that sexy British accent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It. So this movie, huh, this is an interesting one because. I kind of figured that he would go and get into murder just based on the like the poster, the promotion, that type of stuff. Sure. The yeah. screenshots. But this kind of had a little bit of a slow burn to start up. And it, I would say this is more comedy than anything. I, Dude, this is a romantic comedy. I don't, at, at its core, I think it's a romantic comedy. I don't know. I don't know about the romance, but I definitely think it's a comedy. What are you talking about? Him? So, okay, take all the murder out of it. Sure. Yeah, we'll Here's take all that out. this kind of dorky guy uh-huh. who falls in love with a girl who's out of his league and who, like, he's oblivious to the fact that she's not that into him. But he just keeps chasing her when really the girl he loved was in front of him the whole time. And then they, she finally, like, through just a random set of circumstances... They end up falling in love. Yeah, okay. And he ends up realizing, oh, this is actually the girl for me. Okay, so I think that so, it is, it that is a cool. comedy movie <laughs> with romance in it. It's a romantic comedy. It's not a romantic comedy. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, that's a different question. It's not a different question. If you, Because I'm, I'm fairly certain that you are a person who does not believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is, and if Die Hard is not a Christmas, is not a Christmas movie, but it is a movie that takes place during Christmas. This is, I think, a comedy okay. that includes romance 
but I don't foresee this as like a rom-com with the dark edge. I see this as a dark comedy that the romance of the main character is kind of the catalyst for us to be entered into his psychotic world. That's where, where it kind of sits for me. I accept your perspective. I acknowledge that it's wrong. <laughs> because, like, it's not just one-sided. Like, Anna Kendrick's also falling in love with him. Well, he's Ryan Reynolds. Of course you Like, I was falling like, in love with him. If, if the story was told from her perspective, would you say it's a romantic comedy? I think that that would be, yeah, more of a romantic comedy. Yeah, if it was okay. from her perspective. I could see that. Because okay, I get that. Because yeah. for her, it's all about him, and and she's completely oblivious to his inner workings. Yeah. Right. But but it's very clear that he is in his head, and it's just so focused on yeah, him, it, and yeah, not so much on the relationships. I guess. Yeah, I do get that because honestly, his idea of love is tell. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I think you're saying. Is his I, I thought you were going to ask me no. if, if your thought of love was correct. No. I'm like, I don't know, no. Thor. I think what you're saying is his thought of love, his concept of love is skewed because he is severely mentally ill and severely damaged. And so he is not capable of understanding love in the way that we would, that a normal person would. So, like, he thinks he's in love, but really he's obsessed and all the things that happen are because of his mental illness and the way that he approaches everything, like through this happy, beautiful lens, because he's unmedicated and everything is beautiful to him. Okay, so I agree with all of that, yeah. but I'm talking about directorially. I feel like it is directed like a dark comedy. It is not directed like a romantic comedy. Okay. Because the focus is on Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds character, or Jerry, the Ryan Reynolds character, and he really likes this one girl, but this girl has nothing to do or wants nothing to do with him, dodges him every chance, and he's just obsessed and obsessed and obsessed, but it's all on him. Anna Kendrick's character just happens to come in by happenstance. So it's, it, I, I don't know. To me, it's this is a dark comedy with a tinge of romance and a fair amount of murder and also talking pets. Okay, we're just going to have to disagree. I think it's a romantic comedy with a little touch of horror. So, okay, people who are listening, <laughs> you got to get in on this. You got to watch this movie. Where can we find it? It's it's on... Uh, it's currently streaming on Prime for free. Okay, there you go. With a subscription. Watch it on Amazon Prime. Um, you got to watch because... I'm right in this. It's not a romantic <laughs> comedy. If it was a romantic comedy, then the cover of the movie or the books or yeah, it's not the books, like the poster, the marketing, it's all him with a saw in his cat, <laughs> right? Like Anna Kendrick's not on it at all. Yeah. If it's a, She's actually the third name in the cast list. Yeah. Fiona, the girl who plays Fiona is, uh, has a higher billing than her. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, we, I, we I can, see where you're coming from. I think it's a strong argument. We, uh, a I, wrong argument, but still strong. Sure. We, we agreed. <laughs> I think that people who are listening need to chime in and tell us what they think. We'll put a survey up somewhere yeah. and say, is this a romantic comedy? And then right next to that, we'll put, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And we'll see where you lie with that. Different. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> so what do we talk about? Plot, cast, 
I don't even think we got too far into the plot. Well, no. What would you like to talk oh, about? Oh, okay. Cast? We just got stuck on the rom-com argument. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, let's, let's talk about the plot because the cast, really, the cast here, we've got Ryan Reynolds, we've got Anna Kendrick, um, and I think that that's about it as far as people who are easily recognizable. Is there anybody else that really jumps out to you? Because um, I'm not seeing... N- off the top of my head, no. Yeah, I mean, the cast was very well done. I think every every uh, actor in this did a good job. But... Uh, the girl who plays Fiona, Gemma Arlen- Arlerington? Arlington? Arterton? A-R-T-E-R-T-O-N? Uh, I know I've seen her in something else. Uh, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Let's see. Uh... She's in Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, that incredible that uh, awesome. film masterpiece. Yep, that one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's probably if, where... If I'm, if I'm being honest, that's probably what I know her from. Yep. Oh, uh, she was also in Stardog and Turbo Cat. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> when was Stardog and Turbo Cat? Was that before or after this movie? I think it was after this movie. I'm so, assuming it's like a kid's animated oh, movie. Oh, I figured it was clearly it was inspired. In, it was in 2020. I figured it she was... She was just a voice actor in that. I, I figured it was clearly inspired by the dog and cat in this film. Mr. Whiskers and... Uh, I forget what the dog's name. Bosco? Bosco and Mr. Whiskers. Yeah. Bosco and Mr. Mr. Whiskers. So, the thing that jumped out to me was clearly he was deranged, but I felt like they did the whole... Uh, he murdered people really kind of cleverly. I don't know if that's a word, but it was well done where you're like, Oh, cause I remember watching and being like, Oh shit. He killed her. Like just like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, Oh, he just, he just killed yeah. her. They do it in a cool way where it's almost like he's a reluctant killer. Yeah. He wants to be a good person. He's a good guy. He, he certainly wants to be. It's the damn cat. It's <laughs> the wants- damn Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because it starts out and he's just talking to his pets and you're like, okay, he's a little loony, mm-hmm. right? But then he opens the fridge and uh, Fiona's head is is just staring at him. But she, it's like her head's alive, right? Like she yeah. is alive and she's just like, find me a friend. Yeah. And he just slams the door shut. And for me, even at that point. she's the first one he kills and he doesn't. He honestly intended to take her and have a date and have like a really sweet romantic night. Mm -hmm. But then when she like she realizes like, oh, you're fucking weird and runs off. Mm -hmm. He chases her down and kills her. Yeah. Which which was such a unique way of doing that where it's like he didn't intend on killing her. But once he was given that opportunity and he felt like this is my only shot, he did did it and the cat even calls him out on it mr whiskers calls him out he's like you wanted to do it didn't you yeah. you felt alive for the first time yeah i love that mr whiskers is the devil on his shoulder through this entire film uh-huh. and and bosco the dog is just playing man's best oh friend oh my gosh right. yeah i didn't even like pick that up they're kind of like the angel and the demon on his shoulder they're Absolutely. good and bad yep i Ab- didn't even pick that up yeah and i i thought that it was a great usage of the stereotypes that dogs and cats fall into. Yeah. Cause you always think about a cat as like, this is a jerk animal. Yeah. Like if, if they could eat you, they will like they're, they might, they're not your friend. They just can't hurt you. 
That's essentially the role of a cat. Yeah. All right, where a dog loves you. It's man's best friend. So, yeah, so Bosco's... Also, I love Bosco's voice. He's just got like an old Sam Elliott Western voice. Okay, so did you pick up... Do you know who did his voice? No, who did his voice? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds did all the voices. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So... Fun little fact about that, actually. Yeah. So, Ryan Reynolds, when uh, he was auditioning for this role, Mm -hmm. he sent them in an audition tape, and he included him doing the voices. And the the director was like, who is this? And they're like, it's Ryan Reynolds. And and then he was like, oh my God, that makes perfect sense. Sure. Yeah, because it's him. that wasn't like... in. Originally, the animals were supposed to have be played by different voice actors, mm. but Ryan Reynolds sent in his audition with the voices. Oh, that's great. And the director was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Sure. That's how he got the role. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool that he was actually auditioning for it as well. Yeah. Because it's Ryan Reynolds and it's 2014. Like he's well known at this point. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He had done the hugely successful Green Lantern movie by yep. that point. Yep. And he played Deadpool in X-Men Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Yep. Two great yeah, the, roles for him. The, the, the most incredible depiction of uh, Deadpool we ever saw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's that's awesome that he did that. That's, that's I didn't really even catch that he was those voices. Yep. Yeah. He did the dog, the cat and the deer. And there's one other animal, I think, that talks to him at some point. Okay. I'm trying to think of what the of the deer talking to him. I don't remember that. Yeah, the when he hits the deer, he's taking Fiona home, he hits the deer, oh. crashes through his windshield. Yeah. And the deer is like, Oh, kill me, Jerry. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> right. And he's okay. like he's like, Okay, don't worry. Dude, also that scene, Micah. How'd you feel about that scene where he he fucking He had to kill his mom? Is that where you're yeah. going? No, or, or the deer, the deer, because for like, <laughs> let me just break this down if you have, for anybody who hasn't seen it. They're driving and he's like, hey, Fiona, do you like trivia? And she's like, yeah, in the Bible, there are four named angels, <laughs> Michael, Gabriel, uh, Mar or whatever other angel. And then there's and what's the last one? And she's like, I I don't know. He's like, think about it. <laughs> think about it. You forget he's an angel. Yeah. And then he, cause he's not paying attention. He hits the deer. Mm-hmm. And now the deer is like through their windshield bleeding on it, on the fucking dashboard. Right. And the deer goes, come on, Jerry, kill me. I'm in so much pain. That's right. And Jerry goes, he's like, okay, I'll help you. And he takes out a knife and just slashes yeah. deer's throat and at that point Fiona's like she gets covered in deer blood and she's like what the fuck and he's like it was Lucifer and she's like what <laughs> Lucifer was the Man, other angel yeah. that wasn't named and at that yep. point she's like I need to fucking run yeah which also why did he have a knife that's, maybe, I mean, that's he, a good maybe question. he did intend on killing her like that whole time like maybe that was he didn't really know what he was going to do. Well, I definitely think he that, did have a big ass knife ready to go. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a killer inside of him somewhere, right? Yeah, Cause, certainly. Because the cat, Mr. Whiskers, keeps bringing that up. And the fact that Mr. Whiskers is Jerry means that there's some validity in what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. So. So, yeah, he probably just subconsciously was ready to take the plunge. And Mr. Whiskers wanted him to do it anyway. Yeah, of he course. Was, he was ready. 
He was he was dude, all Mr. ready to Whiskers get. Whiskers is so cool, dude. He was a badass cat, dude. <laughs> dude, I, dude he I just love, antagonized. Dude, and I antagonized. love Jerry gets home and he's like, "You left us all day, Jerry. I took a shit on your couch because you left us here all day with no food." Yeah, and he's got this like awesome Scottish accent going through it, and he's he's like, "You don't stand a chance with her, Jerry. She's probably fucking some guy named Nigel." <laughs> <laughs> because she's English like yeah Mr. Whiskers was great and I love that their mouths actually moved with it it was yeah. it reminded me of the Babe movie I don't know if you saw that movie as a kid of course dude of course yeah with the dogs and the animals all talking dude that movie taught us all empathy everyone yeah. who was a kid in the 90s Babe taught you how to feel uh, you know who my favorite character was in that entire movie the dog the rooster Oh, okay. The rooster that would just, like, get pissed off at everybody. <laughs> that makes sense that you like Mr. Whiskers, then, yeah. Oh, my God. Mr. Whiskers was my favorite character. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that says about me, but Mr. Whiskers was my favorite character. I did really like Bosco, though, too, because he's like, no, Jerry, you're a good boy. You're, you're a good boy, Jerry. <laughs> His accent on that one was great. Yeah. Just this old, like, he did the dog with, like, an old Southern voice, like... It really His reminded voices me of, are great. It almost because it's a big Saint Bernard, yeah, with the big jowls uh-huh. and the way he talks sounds like a guy with big jowls, like a big old man with like jowls hanging down. Yeah, it reminded me of Sam Elliott. Yeah, for sure. Like that, it's uh, that kind of voice. I thought it sounded like Ron White. Okay, yeah, I could see so that. It's similar though, like yeah. Southern kind of older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, when when he sees the head and he just shuts the door. I actually was wondering, is he just seeing things now? Because when he sees the head, there's no like blood or anything. It's, it's just a head on a plate. And I thought if it was really a head, then we would see some type of gore with that. Yeah. And then he's watching the news and it's, they find the body of some unidentified woman. And Mr. Whiskers just looks at him and he goes, that's you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. and, and the the cop just talks about well, they they did like a the victim is most likely middle aged, male, lonely, and Mister Whiskers is just eyeballing him, like saying, "Yeah." And then the guy on the TV starts talking to him. Yeah. So the yeah. The, so the guy on the TV starts talking to him, which that is what was making me think, oh, maybe he's just going nuts at this point. But I thought that a really a neat thing that they did is when Anna Kendrick's character stupidly bobby pins her way into his apartment when he accidentally locks himself mm-hmm. out. When you see the apartment, how it actually is. You get that turn actually before. Oh, yeah? You get that turn when, because after he kills Fiona, mm-hmm. he goes to his therapist for right. his, you know, court-ordered meetings. Yeah. And she's like, are you taking the pills, Jerry? And he's like, yeah, sometimes. And she's like, you need to be taking them all the time. And he's like, eh. And she's like, you're not taking them, are you? And he's like, no. Right. She's like, thanks for being honest, Jerry. You know, you could go back to jail for this, so you better start taking them. Well, she's a horrible therapist. Yeah, she's not great. But in any case, so that night he takes the pills. Oh, okay. And he wakes up and sees the apartment. He sees, that's the first time you get that turn. And it's such yeah. a, such an incredible plot device they did. Like, the way they reveal that is like, oh, this whole time you didn't realize everything you're seeing 
you're seeing through Jerry's lens. Yeah. Like nothing is as bright and happy as you think because you're seeing it through his lens. So I must have either stepped out while I was watching this because I don't remember that at all. Like, you don't remember him because he, he takes the pills. I don't remember that. And falls asleep. Don't remember it. Has like a really bad nightmare. And then he wakes up and he's... He looks around and his apartment is gross. There's fucking blood everywhere. There's Tupperware containers filled with this body he just chopped up. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. And he sees Bosco and Mr. Whiskers and he's like, Bosco, Mr. Whiskers. And he can't hear them anymore. Right. And he's like, talk to me, guys. Talk to me. And they don't talk to him. So then he goes back to sleep and then wakes up and flushes all the pills down the sink. He he puts all his pills down the sink and then they start and he's like, okay, I'm good again. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. I yeah, you must you must have I, I must have walked out or or something because because to me, I basically remember him chasing after her and then the next thing is just him in the apartment with Mr. Whiskers and Fee, and um and Bosco and he opens the door of the fridge and sees her head there. Oh, that's interesting. So to me, yeah. So in between that point in time. You you get of this flash of where he flushes it, he takes the pills, and that the illusion goes away, and he sees it for what it is, mm. and realizes the reality of his life and what he's done, and he's like, not being on the pills is way cooler. <laughs> so, I almost wish that that scene wasn't in there. That first scene with her like head in the fridge is when he wakes up after flushing all yeah, the pills yeah that's because he's like this is good this that's, is nice yeah and i remember him waking up so i just kind of figured that that was a natural transition and that you didn't see any of the things that, okay so so for me from my point of view missing that evidently very key part of the film yeah i didn't get to see the apartment through actual like how it actually is until anna kendrick's character breaks into the oh, wow. into the place okay. And so I honestly, thought, I think that's a better turn. Yeah, I think holding it till that point is a better turn because it's such a big reveal. Well, and that's what I thought, because when she walks in, you're like, oh, shit. Like at that, I had the epiphany then like, oh, we've just been looking at things through Jerry's eyes. Uh huh. Like, yeah. And, and now that somebody else is in there, the real apartment is shown. That's kind of how it appeared to me. So that's I, I feel like they should do a different they should do the Henderson cut. And just take that part out. Honestly, I think it'd be fine without it. Yeah. 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 Because for me, I felt like that was a super effective way to um, kind of keep things going a little bit longer. Because at that point, I didn't see like the body chopped up in the in the pieces. I didn't see the bags of blood or anything. Yeah. So when I saw the head in the fridge, I was like, okay, maybe he's just seeing things. And then when the TV news thing was on, I was like, oh. Maybe he killed her. Like, oh, okay. I was like, wow. maybe he killed her because I didn't get that. Oh my god! You that, didn't realize he killed her. Me? Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. So, but because to me the apartment was always clean, and I didn't see any of that like super dysfunctional yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's an important like he's chopping up the body. Didn't see any of it, and putting the parts into a a bunch of Tupperware. Didn't see any of it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I Let's like see. my version of the movie more. Here's the benefit of the way the movie is actually filmed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and actually having solid is because 
after you realize that the apartment's disgusting and there's blood everywhere and it's just a nasty, gross place, mm-hmm. that scene where he's talking to her head, he pulls her head out of the fridge and he's eating a bowl of Honey Nut Crunchies next to her. And he's literally eating it where he had just chopped up her dead body the night before. Yeah. So you have to imagine, like, you're only seeing, like, the nice perspective of it. Yeah. But he's probably eating out of these dirty, disgusting sure. bowls. And it's probably spoiled milk. And yeah. he's talking to this gross, decapitated head. Yeah, well, when... But in his mind, it's like just this sweet head of this beautiful woman. Yeah, see, for me... Seeing the counter bloodied the very first time was, again, when Anna Kendrick's character is in there and Mr. Whiskers, just the cat, not the character, is just sitting on the counter with all the blood all over it. And I was like, that's a cool scene. Like, that's a cool scene to kind of connect everything. So, hmm. All right. (laughs) All right. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that is the turn. Um, What about the shit with uh, when he takes Anna Kendrick out for a date? Oh, actually, before we get to that, yeah, did you love the Elvis, the Asian Elvis? At yes, Chinese, absolutely, Chinese, at the Chinese restaurant. So just, I really like that scene. It's very fun. Um, but yeah, no. So he ends up going out on a date, mm-hmm. a, you know, proper date with Anna Kendrick. Yeah, she's like, "Take, can you drive me home?" He's like, "Yeah." And as they're driving, he's like, "Uh, do you mind like go somewhere else real quick?" She's like, "Okay," and he just starts driving through the woods. Right. And he takes her to his house where he grew up. Yeah. What a cool scene. Because you get his backstory. Yeah, yeah. Well, his backstory kind of sucks. Dude, yeah. So dark. Mm-hmm. It's really dark. Right? I actually didn't care for that scene too much. No? I mean, I appreciated it for the film's sake, but it was kind of a tough scene. It's tough to, it's hard to watch because he's like back at this place where he grew up. And then you get the flashback of how he ended up the way he he did his mom was schizophrenic Mm -hmm. and she heard angels and she couldn't kill herself so she made him when he was like 10 years old cut her wrists for him yeah ugh dude as intense fucking brutal it is brutal and but there's this really and this is why i would say it's a romantic comedy micah okay because because his mother brought anna kendrick there to kill her so as they're walking that's not romantic no but I'm saying, okay, all right. So all right. he has this flashback, and then he's like sad and he's like crying. And at this point, your brain is like, everything in her should be like, I need to get the fuck out of here. But what she do? She invites him back to her apartment, mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, I actually, I was just gonna kill this girl. I wasn't really interested, but I'm actually like, she seems to like me, yeah, even though I'm weird. And as they walk out the door. He takes the knife that he had behind his back and just like sits it on a shelf as they walk out because he's like, oh, I actually have a chance at love. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not a romantic comedy, Thor. Jennifer Love Hewitt took off her glasses and he realized, oh, she's actually beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it was. Basically. Exact same scene. Yeah. Um. I couldn't help but chuckle as the story progressed because he unfortunately has to kill Anna Kendrick's character because she steps in. Yeah. And I again, Mr. Whiskers is savage because she's like, I'm OK. Can I go? And he's he, 
Mr. Whiskers is just like, she's going to go to the cops, Jerry. You got to kill her. <laughs> You've got to kill her. We can fit her in the fridge. Because Mr. Whiskers is all about stuffing bodies in fridges. And I thought that the acting on Ryan Reynolds part was actually really good. Because then you see it from her point of view and you just see his side of the conversation without Mr. Whiskers talking. Uh-huh. You just see him responding to Mr. Whiskers. Yeah. And he just starts screaming. Uh, I thought that that was really well done. He does end up killing Anna Kendrick. Yeah, it does a great job of like portraying the scene that like if you were in that moment, you would be fucking terrified. Yeah. Absolutely terrified. Dude, the way he kills Anna Kendrick, too, mm-hmm. is like, it's almost like it's on it's, accident. It's, it, it does look like it's on accident. And That was really sad, actually. Yeah, it's just, it's this weird thing where it's like this really dark thing that's happening, but it's almost beautiful. In that, like, he pushes her down, and she just cracks her head on the back of the bed, and she's, like, paralyzed. Yeah. And she's, like begging like just let me go home but she, she can't she can't move she yeah she said i want to go home yeah like that that to me honestly anytime something like that happens it hits me i'm like mm, i don't know if i like this right now yeah like and then like just this single teardrop comes out of right it's such a good scene well where it's like and after the teardrop you see her eye fill up with blood and cinematically very well done yeah. Very well done. Um, it was a very sad scene to yeah. me. I'm like, man. Yeah, she thought she found the one her one true love. Well, I was just sad for her because of at that point she was accepting it, I think. Because she realized that she couldn't really move anymore. Because you saw her arm kind of like flailing. Not flailing isn't the right word, mm-hmm. but kind of like moving aimlessly. Like you could tell yeah. that she didn't have control. Yeah, of, no, I, of the motor functions. Yeah, I think it's a really beautifully shot scene where it's like this, like there's a lot of small nuance in this thing yeah. of like, yeah, and he I, accidentally killed her because I, I genuinely don't think he meant to kill her. Yeah. And then her body is like paralyzed. It's like there's just so much going on in that. Yeah. Of scene of like 30 seconds. Yeah, it was it was very well done. It was very effective. Um yeah, and then you see Anna Kendrick's head in the in the refrigerator. He slides over Fiona's head and makes room for uh, Lisa, Anna Kendrick's character, puts her head in there. And then people just start realizing, oh, our accountants are missing. Yeah, yeah, let's go to this guy's house. Dude, I love it. He, then the, the first the fat girl accountant comes and he... He's obvious, like, they don't even give you a scene of that. They just show him putting, like, she shows up at his door, and then the next scene is him putting her head in the fridge. Yeah. Which I think is a fun choice. I think it's, it is comedic. Yeah, seeing that. Because as she, as they, as he puts the head in, all, like, both Fiona and Lisa are looking at him, and they, you can tell that, so they are looking at him with longing, and like, ooh, like, there's Jerry. They, that's the the face that they have on. They're like they're still infatuated with them. Yeah. Uh, even though obviously they're dead. So and then other workers start looking into, start looking into it, and eventually he's got to make a run for it. Yeah. Well, he goes to his therapist, tells her, "Oh like, yeah, oh I've been killing people." Yeah. And then ties her up. 
Yeah, and just takes her in the, to the middle of a field, like it's a cornfield or something, yeah. and has her tied up. And he's like, "Okay, we got to get a lot of therapy down." Yeah, you gotta you gotta therapize me, which is kind of hilarious. Like it gives you insight into his character of like, even though he's all fucked up, he's still he's like, "I want to be better. I want to be a good guy." Yeah, well, he and he's doing that continuously, but then. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's when he brings the therapist home that Bosco looks at him and he goes, Jerry, do you remember when you were saying that there's this invisible line between good and evil and that you you asked me if I thought you crossed it yet? And I said, no, Jerry, you're still a good boy. He's like, yeah, I'm reconsidering my position. And then he just <laughs> walks away. <laughs> He's like, you think I'm evil? Yeah. And then he just walks away. And that puts him over the edge. Because this this dog who's been fighting for him, believing in him through the whole film, uh-huh, is finally yeah. like, nah, it, it's too late yeah, for you. Yeah, his good side is just like, you know, you've gone too far. Yeah. 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 And the last thing we got to talk about, because the cops show up, mm-hmm. they fucking tear gas, he hightails it because he lives above a bowling alley. He's behind the fucking, or he goes below and he's behind the pin setters yeah. in the bowling alley. Like an electrical spark causes an explosion or a fire of some sort. And basically you get the impression it burns down. And he just basically accepts his face like, I'm fucking evil. Like, yeah. I'm not a good boy. I deserve to die, right? Yeah. So he just lays down to let himself burn to death. And then you get this incredible musical scene. <laughs> Out of nowhere. The end credit scene is ridiculous. How'd you feel about that? Oh, it was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was ridiculous, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, so he is like, Mom? Dad? And then the three women that he killed are there, and they just get into this musical. Yeah, yeah, they do a whole musical number, and they're all dressed up, and yeah, it's everything musical looks beautiful too. and happy. Yeah, yeah and they're in a white, blank background like they're in heaven. And the song is so funny, because it's kind of like this commentary on the whole movie where it's like everything is happy, yeah. happy, 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 nice thoughts. <laughs> like, yeah. I almost I wonder if that is put in there for Anna Kendrick to sing. I mean, I like because now now that she's done Pitch Perfect and now that she's done Trolls, I feel like now if she's in a movie, they want her to sing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, is like, is that something that they wrote in because they were like, oh, we have an incredible singer, right? Or is that something that was always planned? Yeah. I don't- yeah. I think that could probably be either way. I think it's just a great way to end that film, though. It's definitely on theme for the film. Yeah. Because this has a lot of the trademarks of things that I like. Dark comedy, dark stuff. And at the end of the day, no lesson is learned. Yeah, not really. Nobody has a happy ending. Not really. <laughs> like. Not really, yeah. <laughs> it just ends sad. <laughs> he killed three women. Yep. And then... Also himself. Really, the therapist had a close call and she got away. But it's still really not a happy story for her. She's probably fired because she should have called them a long time ago to say he was off his medication. Yeah. Like, like, there's really no happy endings for anybody. Perfect. The perfect way to end a movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if there's anybody that it's a happy ending for, it's Jerry. Uh, He's the only one that I could argue yeah, he did kind of get to live his dream and then just be like, I'm going out while I'm on top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, but and it was kind of a, a cool thing because at this point, the cat and the dog are both dead because the apartment explodes. Oh, yeah, Mr. I didn't even think about Mr. Whiskers and Bosco, R.I.P. Uh, oh, yeah, well, and, and okay, so maybe I missed this, but Mr. Whiskers said that Bosco got hit by a minivan. Oh, yeah, he ran out when those guys came to his apartment. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Because that's why the cops showed up, because other people from the building or where he works went to his house and they saw the fucking horror scene that is his apartment. Yeah. Called the cops. Took them a couple hours to fucking respond. It did. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. But at the same time, there was a really funny one liner where Ryan Reynolds or Jerry is trying to get the animals to leave. And he's like, where's Bosco? And Mr. Whiskers is just like, he's dead. He was hit by a minivan. (laughs) Just like that, you right off the cuff. He didn't care. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I liked this movie a fair amount. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it again, but it's definitely a quirky movie. This is one I like because it's short. It kind of zips through the plot. Yes, this one's been on the list for a while. I don't love this movie. It's not my favorite, but honestly, me rewatching it to talk about is probably the third or fourth time I've seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, me and Kendra really like this movie. I think it's very fun. Um, So I feel like we're kind of at that time. We are. Yep. Um, So how about this? On a scale of one to three severed heads. Oh, man. How do you feel about this movie? Um, I'm going to give it two and a half severed heads. Nice. Okay, right Yeah, maybe two and three quarters severed heads. All right, right on. It's pretty high up there. I I felt like this was pretty solid. I don't really... Um, I don't really get the horror title that gets attached to this. I don't really think I, that there I think was probably just for the the gore, like the gruesomeness it. of it. Yeah, yeah, maybe I could. In the I same guess way, I could see like, that. I, like I said, I think this one's kind of tough to really describe and peg down. Um, I think Dexter is probably the closest. Whereas yeah. the, I wouldn't describe Dexter as a horror show, right? But, I mean, there's a lot of gore and he's killing people in it. Yeah, Dexter or American Psycho with uh, Christian Bale. Sure, yeah. Like, something along those lines. Yeah. Where, yeah. So, no, I think dark comedy's probably the right way. I think they just go horror because he's a he's a serial killer. There is a bit of gore in it. That's probably right. how that gets attached to it. Yeah. But ultimately, as we've already uh established it is a romantic comedy i will <laughs> i will die on this hill Thor. it's it's not but yeah no um and just kind of quick fun fact uh i saw a quote from ryan reynolds talking about this movie where he said uh it's one of his favorite movies he's ever done i bet it is and, and he's like i think this movie doesn't get the credit it deserves i think it's a yeah, let me see if i can find it Okay, so Reynolds said, this is directly off the Wikipedia, Reynolds liked the film and felt it was underrated, saying it was one of my favorite movies I've ever done, never really got its day in court, but man, it's weird and fun and beautiful. Yeah. Which I, I think I, is the perfect way to describe this. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it was a good film. Solid recommendation. I would recommend it to somebody. Um, I'd probably watch it. Like, like if a friend, I was like, if if we have a friend who hasn't seen it, I'd sit down and watch it with them. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. This is something Dude, you, you it's definitely watch. worth. It's an easy rewatch. I like this one. Yeah. And I think there's stuff. It's fun watching it once you know the turn that like he's seeing everything from sure. this different, beautiful perspective. 
Yeah. Well, and for me, evidently I missed like, I don't know, 15 minutes of the film <laughs> yeah, halfway seems through like it. it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so there you have it, folks. Three, uh, two and a half, two and three quarters severed heads out of three. Nice. I yeah. think that's a pretty solid score. We'll put them all in the fridge to preserve them. And yeah. Talk to them when we're yeah. feeling lonely. Jerry could have got 10 fridges. <laughs> I love that Mr. Whiskers through the entire thing was like, you could have kept doing it, man. You you could have had <laughs> 10 fridges full. But, but So um, you guys should watch this. It's on Amazon. Um, and then let us know what you think. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Is there anywhere else that we're at? That's mainly it, right? Yeah, we have an email, getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Send us a message. Send us a recommendation. If you've got a film that you feel like we should watch, we'd love to hear it. Um, or if you've got some music, anything really, we'll watch anything. I've got a couple odds and ends on the shelf Thor for some uh, some out there picks that that are, we're going to be getting oh, into. Oh yeah, I got some too. We're probably going to be getting to them soon because oh, I boy. mean we've been doing this show for a while now. I'm running out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, we got a special episode next week. Oh, we do have a special episode next week. Yeah, because next week is the holiday season. It is. Yeah, good old Christmas time. We're actually doing a double feature. So us and our good friend, the Podfather, Zach McCrary, of the comics that we love, we are both, I don't know if he's promoting it this way, but I'm going to promote it this way for him. <laughs> we are doing a dual segment. We're going to be covering the TV show Happy, which is all about an ex-cop who is visited by a girl's imaginary friend. The imaginary friend is trying to get the girl saved because she's in trouble. She's been kidnapped. And what does that have to do with holidays, you ask? Is Die Hard a holiday movie? Well, let me tell you this. If Die Hard is a holiday movie, this is definitely a holiday show because it takes place during Christmas time and Santa has a big to do about it. Yeah, the guy who took the girl is... Is Santa. Is a psychopath who dresses up like Santa. Yep. So with that being said, what's that have to do with comics? Well, this was originally a miniseries comic and we are going to cover the comic on Zach's show with him. And then he's going to come over and we're going to discuss the show based on the comic here at get wrecked. So Zach, we're looking forward to it. Um, Oh, by the way, we got to say something nice little Christmas episode. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, I hope that I enjoy it more than the star Wars holiday special. Dude, I don't think there's any way you could not enjoy it more than the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, it was it was a lot that we had to deal with last year, but uh, we got into it, so. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, as always, folks. Until next time. You get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked.